Now it's time for the Disney View podcast. Please move across your car to make room for everyone. Our podcast will begin momentarily. Join Dave as he makes his Grand Circle tour around the Walt Disney World Resort. Dave is a dreamer and an engineer who enjoys the magic and wonder of it all, but understands Disney's place in history and respects the legacy that's been left. Come along and hear Dave's thoughts about Walt Disney World and see it through Dave's eyes. Please stand clear of the podcaster. Por favor, mantenganse alejado del David. And now, here's your host. Hey everyone, it's Dave. Welcome to another edition of Dave's Disney View Podcast. Well, it's holiday time again, and one of the things that Disney does really well is celebrate the holidays. Of course, you've got the Magic Kingdom all decked out. You've got Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. You've got all the resort hotels themed up in some way. You've got Christmas trees in the various parks and a lot of fun things happening. But for my money, one of the things that's really cool is the holidays around the world that you can find at Epcot. Now, to be fair, they've recently rethemed this and renamed it, and it's now called Epcot's International Festival of the Holidays. And the name goes along with some of the other things that they're calling international festivals, like the International Flower and Garden Festival and the International Food and Wine Festival. It kind of fits a little bit better with thematically what they're doing there, so they're calling it an international festival. And I think that kind of pushes toward the idea of what Epcot will be in the future. It's sort of an international exposition of a sort. So it's the International Festival of the Holidays. So what they do is they've got all these things themed up, so everything looks very holiday-ish, and they do the holidays around in various places. You have the International Gateway, that area between Future World and World Showcase, that has this large trellis on it with lights. My understanding is they've modified it a little bit from what it was over the last couple of years, and there's some plans in the next couple of years to make it even greater and grander than it was in the past. But for the moment, it's just a, a light, uh, it's sort of a trellis with some lights on it that you pass through, and it's beautiful. And it kind of gives you that sense of wonder and enchantment as you walk between uh, Future World and World Showcase. So you get that sense of uh, heading into something kind of cool. So this International Festival of the Holidays started on November 19th and will go until December 30th. Why they don't go until the 31st or the 1st, I'm not really sure. But anyway, they go until the 30th this year. So there are a couple of really kind of interesting things to see. So as you head into World Showcase, you'll notice that most of the pavilions are now themed to a more holiday-ish decoration. So as you go into the, each of them, you'll find more thematic things that fit in with the holidays that they celebrate toward the end of the year in each of the 11 countries, plus a few other extras that are represented in the World Showcase. So what I'd like to do today is take you on a tour of what you can see. So just having the pavilions themed up is really not quite enough. One of the things they do is a selection of booths that sell traditional types of holiday food at each one of the countries. So on the scale of something like the Epcot uh, International Flower and Garden Festival, where there's a small number of booths, you know, say in the order of 10 to 15, rather than the Epcot Food and Wine Festival, where there's like 30, uh, there's a small number of kiosks that are open to sell holiday-themed food. And that actually adds some sort of you know, fun snacks, a little more festive things that you can find. For example, you might you might try the uh, the cranberry bread with turkey, mashed potatoes, and stuffing on it, or you might try a Yule log, which is a wonderful moussey, chocolatey thing. Uh, there's also candy uh, candy cane and gingerbread ice cream that you can find around. There's a chocolate honey baklava that you can find in Morocco, a rice cream in Norway, 
uh, seared pork tenderloin with green bean casserole, shipyard eggnog, fire nog, which is uh, eggnog with whiskey, cocoa candy cane hot chocolate, hot chocolate and um, hot chocolate and eggnog, beef tamales, roasted pork with mashed yuca, black eyed peas and ham hocks, blackened catfish with uh, cheddar grits, and a whole lot more. So you can go around to these little booths and you can just take those in and enjoy a number of different offerings as you, as you go along. Now, kind of building on the idea, one of the other things Disney has come up with is Chippendale's Christmas Tree Spree, which is kind of like the where you do the Ratatouille Hide and Squeak or the, the uh, Figment uh, search that they have during the, the International Flower and Garden Festival. Um, Chip and Dale are collecting ornaments for the Christmas tree, and you go around looking for them as they gather ornaments from holiday decorations in each of the World Showcase pavilions. And once you're finished with it, you receive a reward, which typically is a pin. I'm not sure if it's going to be a pin this year, but we'll see. So you can go around and see all these different things, and it is really cool to kind of check it out. But the entertainment is what really sells us as being different. So in each of the 11 pavilions, there's a storyteller telling you a story about the winter... Christmas time, Hanukkah, the New Year, some other festival of lights, some other thing that's happening, something to celebrate this time of year. And they're really, really fun. And you can stand there and listen to them. Uh, there's a, a great show that they do at each one of the pavilions. Each one lasts anywhere from about 20 minutes to 25 minutes or so. And they're on a set schedule at each one of the pavilions. Now, it's impossible, I have to tell you, to go and see each one of them because the schedules just work out a little bit wonky. And it's really not worth the time to try and catch them over the course of a couple of days unless you're planning on being there anyway and you can kind of schedule it up. But they're all worth seeing and it's a lot of fun to stand there and watch them and see how holidays are celebrated around the world. It's just a really interesting way to present a lot of things to you so you can kind of see beyond what our traditional holidays here in the United States look like and you can understand a little bit more about what holidays around the world looks like. So let's take a quick tour around the uh, World Showcase and look at each one, what each one of the pavilions has to offer. In Mexico, you can hear the mariachi cobre and some dancers celebrate the joy of the season in performances that are more vibrant and entertaining than they are educational. Christmas in Mexico is a time for friends, a time for family, a time for fiesta. And uh, if you know what a fiesta is, a fiesta is a party. And there's food and there's drink. Uh, dishes from all the regions of Mexico, delicious foods, tamales, all kinds of soups, beverages, and, and pastries. And all of these things come together when we add music, when we add dancing, and we add storytelling. So we would like to play a villancico for you now, uh, a Christmas carol, and this is entitled Fum, Fum, Fum. In Norway, storyteller Sigrid shares Norwegian Christmas traditions and lore about Julenison, the gnome, who appears and mischievously interrupts the storytelling. Poor Sigrid! She's almost at the end of her wits. She's almost at the end of her story, too, and she still doesn't see me. 
I'll tell you what, I need help from all of you. Now, on the count of three, we're all gonna shout boop as loud as we can. Here we go, let's try this out. Ready? One, two, three! I've heard some people say that this is one of the favorites. It's a can't miss because it's really entertaining and somewhat interactive. In China, be swept away by a beautiful Chinese lion dance, which is said to bring good fortune and happiness during the Lunar New Year and the Lantern Festival. We are pleased to present the Chinese Lion Dance. The Chinese Lion Dance is a cultural tradition that dates back over 2,000 years and is performed during Lunar New Year celebrations and other important holidays across China and in Chinese communities around the world. The lion has come to represent courage, stability, and triumph, a kind of reassurance and symbol of aspiration for the people. Two performers bring the lion to life, and through dance and music, the lion is said to drive away evil spirits and negativity, bringing good luck and fortune to the community. Please enjoy this special presentation of the Chinese Lion Dance. In Germany, join storyteller Helga as she takes visitors through a captivating story about the first Christmas tree as well as the nutcracker. You all know that the Christmas started in Germany. The Tannenbaum, the Christmas tree. Would you like to hear a story about the first Christmas tree? Once upon a time, there was a man named Martin Luther. He was a well-known minister who lived in Germany hundreds of years ago. Suddenly, he was overcome by the beauty of the starlight twinkling on the snowy branches of the fir trees. While Martin Luther was so captured by the beauty and imagination of the lighted trees, that he immediately cut one down and took it home to his children. Well, they figured out how to attach candles to the branches, and when they were lit, it made the first tannenbaum look like its boughs were covered in glistening snow, just like in the forest. Now, as I recall, in the past, they once had the story of St. Nicholas, because, of course, the lore of St. Nicholas started in Germany, but they've gone away from that, and now they're telling the story of the Nutcracker, which is also an interesting story. In Italy... La Befana, a friendly Christmas witch who arrives on the eve of the Epiphany to bring gifts to children that have been good. She's talking about the Feast of the Epiphany in Italy, as well as some other holiday lore that you might find around. And yes, I did say she's a witch. She's carrying around a broom, and she's, she's talking about being a witch. It's very clever the way they've set this up. 
these words before. You mean Merry Christmas. Oh, very good. See, Buonatale mean Merry Christmas. Andiamo, come. Come and sit if you like, and I will tell you a story, see? My name, La Bafana, it means gift giver, see? I am the gift giver in my country, in Italia. So, if you have been a very good little girl or a very good little boy, then I will bring you toys and goodies and sweets, yes. Do you know when La Bafana comes to visit you? Beautiful, say yes, in January, I come to visit you on a very special night, the eve of the Epiphany. Everybody is talking about the baby king that was born, born in a poor little stable. But Bafana, everybody is saying that he is the son of God. And just then, the sky opened up with such a beautiful light. Oh, La Bafana cannot even look. It is as if the star of this little king bursts open into glory. I must go to the Bethlehem. So, I run into my little cottage to find a gift to bring to the special bambino. For I had seen all the fancy gifts from the kings. I do not want to be empty-handed. So I look, oh, and I search, but all that I can find is just a little old doll. I made her from scrap of wool. She's better than nothing. Oh, I'm so excited. I will go to Bethlehem. I will see this young king. And I run outside to follow the star. And it is gone. Oh, the beautiful star, she is gone. Now Bafana had waited too long, yes. And now I cannot find the Christ child. So, for 2,000 years, I am searching for the Yesu Bambino, for the Christ child. And on the eve of the Epiphany, that is the day that the wise men come to the Bethlehem, I climb down into the chimneys and I look into the faces of the children and I think to myself, what if it's you? What if you are the Christ child? And you know when they are sleeping, you think it could be so, huh? <laughs> and then, just in case, I have looked into the face of the Yesu Bambino himself. I leave a little gift. In America, you've got a couple of different things. Of course, you've got Santa Claus, who you can meet and greet. And then you've got the story of Hanukkah. Now, this is a true story that happened long ago when a brave group of Israelites rose up to defeat the Greek Syrian king Antiochus. Now, Antiochus, he was a tyrannical king. He had defiled the holy temple and he'd ordered the people of Israel to worship other gods. But who was this great, brave group of Jewish villagers? They were the Maccabees. And the word Maccabee, it actually means hammer. And they were led by the great Judah Maccabee. Antiochus, he had thousands of soldiers and they all had bows and arrows and swords and they were all 
riding around on elephants. So you get the picture, right? This is a huge army. Well, the Maccabees, they didn't have any elephants, and they really didn't have any weapons to speak of, but what they did have was strength and determination. So after days of fighting with Judah and villagers, the elephants just panicked. They scattered the armies everywhere, leaving holes in their defense, and the Maccabees won. Well, the Jews, they wanted to rebuild their temple in Jerusalem, but when they went to go relight the light, they realized they only had one vial of oil that had not spoiled. Now, one vial of oil, that would only last one day, but... And here's where the miracle happened. That one vial of oil, it lasted eight days, the exact time needed to perform the ceremony to rededicate the temple. And so today, to celebrate the triumph of courage and faith over military might and the miracle of that burning oil, we light one candle for the Maccabee children, give thanks that their light didn't die. And the story of Kwanzaa. Now, if you have no knowledge of either of these celebrations, it's a great way to learn a little something about it in a non-confrontational way. You just learn a little something. It's kind of fun to stand there and listen to the storytellers tell you a little something about how they celebrate. Oh, and of course, in the America Pavilion, in addition to the things we've talked about, you can hear the Voices of Liberty singing traditional Christmas carols. Surprise! 
Now, I'm told that this year there's a new thing called Mostly Kosher, a group that will perform Hanukkah classics in the America Pavilion. Haven't seen this one myself, haven't seen a video of it yet, but uh, that sounds like it could be a little bit of fun. In Japan, the story is about Oshogatsu, the Japanese New Year. It features the Daruma doll, which has an important cultural role. There's a multicultural storyteller who's telling you a story that skews toward education more than entertainment. They're talking about Moroccan festivals, holiday traditions, and celebrations that are like the spice of life in Morocco. Everything here is different, unique in its own way. This is just like the people of Morocco. We have unique and different beliefs and traditions. Yet wherever you go, showing our guests hospitality and goodwill... This is something Moroccans have in common. In fact, we have a saying. When you come to my house, you are the master. I am your host. But be prepared to stay a while, huh? <laughs> our celebrations can last for days, even weeks. Now, many of our oldest and most colorful holidays celebrate seasons of harvest. So, let us imagine you are all taking a journey with me now across the mountains, the plains, and the deserts of Morocco. It is around this time of year, in December, when the charming province of Fez welcomes you to the Olive Festival. Ah, all along the grassy countryside of Fez, people gather in the groves, picking olives. Then, when the harvesting is done, join us as we come together for several evenings by candlelight to enjoy the Diffa, a wonderful feast. <sighs> In France, you have Père Noël, who reads a little girl's letter and tells of the French tradition, including kids leaving out their shoes for Christmas. Do you? Sing with me now. 
Christmas in the language of my country. It is Joyeux Noël. Oh, Dieu, toi, Joyeux Noël. Music to bear Noel's ears. Merci. And Joyeux Noël, everyone. Merci. Now, he's dressed a little bit more like a Santa that you might recognize in a Western culture. In the United Kingdom, Father Christmas shares historical traditions of Christmas in the United Kingdom. Of course, he looks very much like the Santa Claus that we know in the United States, though not quite in the Coca-Cola version of the Santa Claus that we attribute to uh, the man with the white beard. He's very similar in style, but not exactly the same. Deck the halls, and this time I'll point at you, and you'll ring on the fa la la. 
Ready, lad? Everyone out here ready? Oh, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, do, and here's your cue. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. La 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 la. Tis the season to be jolly. La 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 la. Don't we now our gay apparel? La 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 la. Throw the ancient Yuletide carol. La 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 la. In Canada, Canada has the Canadian Holiday Voyageurs, which is a band that has that plays songs that are inspired by the Canadian holiday and customs. Canada is a nation of many different cultures. For example, my good friend Jason here is from Alberta, and this is the style of oh yeah, give it up. And this is the style of music they share in his part of the country during the holidays. Let's go! Here we go. tell you what I'll do. I'll put a video of these storytellers on my show notes page so you can go and watch all of them or any of them that you're interested in and kind of check it out and see what they're all about. There are also other things going on at this stage that's right in front of Spaceship Earth. The stage itself faces World Showcase. There's Joyful, a celebration of the season. It's a seasonal sounds that blend inspiring gospel with jazz, R&B, and more. There are daily performances and they're a lot of fun to catch as you're walking by. Lots of mistletoe, lots of snow and ice 
Illuminations, Reflections of Earth, combines the traditional illuminations uh, with some holiday pieces to it, and uh, it ends with Peace on Earth, which honestly is a nice way to end the night. We welcome all of you to Epcot and World Showcase.
holiday wish is that everyone, everywhere, joins together with the message of peace on earth. And then what some people really enjoy is the candlelight processional. It really is the story of Christmas from the Christian perspective. You're hearing about the story of Jesus. So if you take the less secular view of what Christmas is and want the more religious view of it, then absolutely this is the thing to see because it gives you that sense of religious aspects of what Christmas is all about. You hear the story of Christmas as told by a celebrity narrator and accompanied by a 50-piece orchestra and a massive choir. Now, while I'm not into it myself, it is very beautiful, and they do a very nice job of putting it together, and Disney does a great thing with the way they get the storyteller to come and tell the story. But each show is unique, and it, that's what makes it kind of fun and special, and it has a certain charm to it anyway as they, as they go through it. Sixth month, the angel 
So there you go. That is how you can celebrate holidays around the world or the International Festival of Holidays at Epcot. I really do recommend doing that. If you if you're going to be around the Walt Disney World Resort anytime between now and December 30th, I highly recommend spending some time and enjoying the festivals that are out there. It's a really fun way to kind of experience the holidays and a little bit more about what the holidays are all about and what they're like and kind of understanding it a little bit more. It really is kind of fun and it gives you a different perspective on the world. Rather than thinking about the world through the very American-centric eyes of Christmas and thinking about the Christian holiday and the, having the tree and the lights and so forth, listen to other traditions and other people talk about what this season means to them. So that is my podcast for this week. I hope you've enjoyed it. And remember, if you're not going to make it to Epcot this holiday season and you'd like to see some of the videos of some of these different holiday storytellers, the Candlelight Processional, the some of the other events that go on, be sure and check out my show notes page. I've got links to all the videos, so you can certainly check them out at your leisure and kind of get in the holiday spirit without even leaving your house. Well, that is my podcast for this week. I hope you've enjoyed it. And remember, if we can dream it, we can certainly do it. Bye now. Thank you for tuning in to the Disney View podcast. We hope you had a pleasant stay and arrive home safely. Please remain seated until your ride vehicle stops completely. Then, gather your personal belongings and step out onto the moving platform. And yes, I know it went by so quickly, but don't worry. One of the nice things about traveling on this podcast is that the journey is just beginning. Show notes are available on DisneyWorldPodcast.net. While there... Please check out some of our affiliates. You'll also find links to Dave's iPhone and iPad apps. There's an app for pin trading, one for finding hidden Mickeys, and an app for finding and tracking pressed pennies around the Walt Disney World Resort. And you never know just what Dave is working on next. If you have questions, feel free to drop Dave an email at davesdisneyview at gmail.com. Original music you're hearing in this podcast is Oslo Doom by Gilberto Gil. Of course, this is a fan podcast and in no way affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. 